Here we go. Hey friends out there in heart and hustle land, I am Paulette Rees-Denis, your tribal hostess, and welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. So happy to have you with me again today, and I love just building up this repertoire of episodes with all these amazing people, mostly women. I've had one guy <laughs> so far, mostly, mostly magical women. And I'm really happy to bring from London today, Anna Lundberg, and her business is One Step Outside. So welcome, Anna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to, happy to have you here. This is so exciting. Uh, and why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So I'm calling in from London, but I'm actually Swedish. My parents are Swedish. I grew up here in England, as you can tell by my accent. <laughs> um, I, uh, I guess uh, I followed the typical sort of good girl path until 2013. So I've never really thought of myself as entrepreneurial or anything like that. And certainly not um, even aware of things like coaching and podcasts and anything like that my entire life. Um, so it's all quite new to me since then. And um, for the last five years, I've kind of been getting more into all these things personally, originally for my own selfish reasons of wanting to um, get into personal development and find a better career path for me. Mm -hmm. And then through doing that, I've now um, you know, written a lot and spoken and, and, and so on. And that's led to what I do now, which is helping other people do what I've done. So reimagine <laughs> what success looks like for them and get off that sort of corporate nine to five conveyor belt and begin to explore a bit more what, what's really meaningful and important to them. So I'm loving every moment of it right now. So pretty much uh, I'm very happy with that decision back in 2013 of quitting my job, however terrifying it was at the time. And, and so what was happening in 2013? What made you quit? What made you want to change? It's such a good question. And in my case, there wasn't really a trigger in the sense of some sort of, you know, I wasn't made redundant. I didn't burn out. There was nothing massive. I think it was just a gradual wearing down. And um, I'd studied one thing. I would wanted to work in um, African development, actually, at the UN. And then I'd gotten into luxury marketing. So it was sort of the other end of the spectrum. And okay. for me, that was always a bit of a disconnect. So however much I loved. So I was at Procter & Gamble, big consumer goods company in um, Switzerland. So quality of life was amazing there, beautiful with the mountains and lakes. I made so many great friends there. Um, I stayed for nine years in the end, so quite a decent amount of time. Um, and to be honest, you know, I learned so much and the doors that have opened since leaving have all, a lot of them at least have been because of that time. So, you know, I'm happy to say that I sort of don't regret it, but I do think that disconnect with what I thought I wanted to do and what I was actually doing just gradually wore me down. So um, I asked for a sabbatical originally rather than quitting, but it was halfway through traveling that that gave me the freedom of getting out of my little bubble and talking to people and feeling more inspired. And that gave me the courage, I guess, to, um, to take the leap in the end. Right. And I think it's so... I mean, so wise and so finding yourself to want to connect deeper with yourself. So you said mm -hmm. you had a disconnect and, and you didn't feel like you were in alignment. You didn't feel like you were doing the right thing. Right. You say it was wise, but I don't think I would have put it in those words. There. <laughs> yeah. Now I can look back and I can no. say, yes, I was very wise. But you know, as um, Steve Jobs says, you can only connect the dots looking back. So at the time I was sort of 
um, on a personal level too, a lot of my friends around me had married, moved to the suburbs, popped out two children, which I had not done um, work-wise. There sort of wasn't an obvious next step. I was in digital marketing and the company didn't really have a career path for me. Um, I'd been there nine years. It just sort of uh, accumulation of things. And then career-wise, I had some idea of wanting to write I've always wanted to be a writer, whatever that means, and then travel more. And I suppose finding myself was in there somewhere, but I don't think I was as wise as you very graciously <laughs> labeled me. I think it was all very much sort of, you oh, know, um, fumbling around in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. So what are you writing? Well, so I started then, um, you know, back in 2013, um, I started by writing a travel blog. So it was just a personal um, diary, really, of what I was doing. I was writing every two days because I was traveling across South America by myself. I had plenty of interesting wow. things to write about. Did you do that um, after you quit? Is that what you No, did? that was my sabbatical. Those were the three months I was away. So I already then started like a cheap, you know, a free WordPress blog kind of thing is awful if I look back at what it looks like now I thought oh um but you know that gave me sort of a channel a bit of confidence to write obviously wasn't getting paid for it but it just gave me that creative outlet and gradually that evolved to my personal musings I guess I got confidence enough to share my own personal struggles and questions and things and then eventually that became a platform for for my business now and um, but I also do I both write articles in this kind of area both more business strategy branding but also more of these bigger meaningful success and life balance and all these topics um, that I'm really passionate about. Um, and even with my work that I do with sort of bigger corporations now in terms of business training and so on, there's a lot of writing there too. So I haven't, you know, gone sort of for the, I guess the ideal uh, romanticized notion of being a writer, living by the ocean, being JK Rowling or anything like that. But I have found a way to, you know, really enjoy it and be paid for it, which I think is success for me at least. So, so yeah, that's been an amazing part of it. Well, I love that you've been able to bring all your corporate learnings forward and now as a business strategist, right? So no, absolutely. And, and again, it was a bit of a journey because when I first quit, I rebelled against that. Well, that's not true. When I first quit, I actually got sort of sucked back into it because I did two years of marketing consulting. And um, so I was quite lucky in the sense that, you know, I, I got those great opportunities. I was earning really more than I had been in my job. So quite unusual. And um, but then I realized soon enough that I just recreated what I had been doing before with different companies. And um, so there was a bit more freedom in that I wasn't part of sort of the you know the office politics and I could take time off between contracts but essentially I was doing the same thing so that's when I kind of rebelled against my expertise and, and experience and, and became what I like to think of as a hippie I just went nomadic and traveling and didn't really worry about money and then now I think I've got this happy medium of actually embracing recognizing that I do have expertise that is you know that people need and want and right. combining that with all the other layers of what I really enjoy so it has been very much you know zigging and zagging to get to where I am I love it I love it but that's life and that's Definitely. all the journey it's all the journey so mm. so what do you love about self-care <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, this is a really recent one for me. I, I struggle. Well, I have to say I haven't had them in a while, but I had migraines. My first one came in my um, last year of university. I went to Oxford and you have finals at the end of your three years that basically decide your entire fate. So it's two weeks, eight exams, and that is your entire grade from university. Um, and I guess that stress got to me a little bit because halfway through, I think I'd done four, um, I collapsed. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've never fainted in my life. And my parents came and I was sort of green. We've got a photo of me looking incredibly sickly <laughs> and I, um, that was my first migraine um, and unfortunately sort of stress induced migraines have been part of 
um, ever since then. So sort of 20, well, not 20 years, I'm not quite that age, but, you know, almost 15 years or so. Um, so that's been something I've kind of not really done a lot about before these last few years. Um, and so now I have, as I said, recently come to the importance of knowing when you're running your own business, your health is your business, right? So right. you feeling good and healthy, whether you're, you know, whether it's a beautiful sort of happy and so on, and you just want to have that for sort of altruistic reasons, or you're thinking of the bottom line of your business, either way, self-care is fundamental. And um, so I really prioritize that now for myself. I've been very sort of public in my Facebook group and with my clients on me going through those struggles and I have a couple of clients who are really enjoying that part of it as well so putting your well-being first and being compassionate as well so we tend to be quite ambitious and push ourselves really hard and what I love about that is that I've got the business strategy and yes we want to earn money and so on but we also want to enjoy you know enjoy ourselves enjoy our relationships with our friends and family and feel good so it's incredibly important to me and also to the work that I do now. Beautiful. So, and of course, I'm a big proponent of that as well. Super, it's like the first thing I do with my clients is what do you do for yourself? Mm. They say it has to come first, doesn't it? It's, it's sort of, uh, well, it's not even counterintuitive. It should be really intuitive, but for some reason, we just don't do it. So that's great to hear. Absolutely. Why, and can agree why is that, that women of today, predominantly, and men too, but why is it that we put ourselves last? Why is it so selfish to take care of ourselves? Yeah, it's a great question. And I'm not sure. I mean, it's sort of the the classic images of success we see. And even now in the entrepreneurs, even regret, uh, rejecting the corporate nine to five kind of golden cage cliche, we get caught up in the entrepreneurial cliche instead, all this sort of hustle and, oh, entrepreneurs don't sleep. And um, or even, you know, like it's freelancers are always struggling and all these sort of stereotypes. And that puts a whole nother lens of pressure on yourself too. So you're like, oh, right. Okay. I'm not supposed to be sleeping. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm supposed to love the hustle and everything. Right. So yes, there is hustle. Um, but you know, if you don't, and what I realized recently is that if you build a business on hustle and stress, and in my case, migraine, that is what you're going to succeed at creating. So you'll have a business that is built on you having to work too hard and, and be ill. Um, so either you'll end up going back to your job or you'll reach burnout and it's not going to work we, out. We make the choice. We make it. It's our choice yeah. only. So if that's Especially when we're working for ourselves, that's what we're creating. So we're missing the point, I think, if we're creating that same cage and stress again, right? So yeah, it's, but it's an interesting one to explore more why we're still doing that and, and sort of to begin to, yeah, to explore and to question. I think there's, something there's probably some sort of stigma um, that... Oh, you know, I work so hard. I, I've been up all night and I'm so successful and I'm just, you know, I'm drinking 20 coffees a day. And, and sometimes people think that it makes them significant because they, they're hungry for significance as one of the basic human needs, you know, to be significant. Well, we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to be loved, right? We all want to be part of something. Uh, but why make it angst ridden right why make it stressful I think it's so true I mean we say that sort of I'm busy how are you saying oh, I'm so busy and that's sort yeah. of a badge of honor somehow I know it's terrible and it's again it's recently to me I realized just as you're talking that I don't I don't see that as a good thing anymore not not just putting my coaching hat on but me as an individual I'm embarrassed when I am working too hard because I think I shouldn't be that's not what I want to do that's what I not what I need to do so I have sort of changed my reframe my perspective on it so now I feel more embarrassed that I can't manage my workload enough to be able to take time off so I you know it's definitely been a shift for me 
Um, but you know, I write a lot actually on Thrive, the platform that Ariana Huffington created after she left Huffington Post, um, because she had sort of a breakdown and she now is a big proponent of sleep and right. disconnecting yeah, from the talking all these book, things. Sleep, right? Uh, she may have written a new one. So it was the third metric of success where she talked about exactly the importance of taking care of your well-being and so on. Um, I can't remember now off the top of my head what the sort of the, the different metrics were, but it was just recognizing that, you know, society and social media is really damaging now. And I think that conversation is beginning to happen. Um, but still, certainly clients I work with who've been in that corporate world, we talk a little bit, you know, we had corporate well-being workshops and there was a bit of coaching and mental health is growing as well now. So things are happening, um, but it definitely takes time to overturn both in, I guess, society and companies as a whole, but also for us as individuals. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So what do you do for yourself for your daily self-care? Do you have like, well, a you know, I have, I mean, I put together and it's sort of very, um, not convoluted, but like I did even sort of a well-being strategy where I sort of took, um, the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs almost. And I put sort of, you know, at the bottom, it's your physical well-being um, it's your mind it's your um, soul really at the top. So, you know, taking the basics and the basics for me is, you know, I do drink a lot of water, but sleep, um, not sitting at my computer like this all day and um, taking proper breaks and so on. And then it's, um, yeah, mental well-being. Um, it's heart, it's belonging, it's relationships. It's taking time to be with people, whether it's your kids or your partner or whatever. Um, and then striving for that top, I guess, self-actualization of sort of what your soul longs for. But you need all those basics in place to get there. So that's kind of what I've been using and with my clients is a bit of a strange way of looking at it. I sort of applying business strategy frameworks to, um, to your self care, but you know, why not? Um, but concrete, you know, is the basic things I do now do exercise, you know, pretty much every day. And the big struggle for me has been get away because I do spend a lot of time on my computer. Um, so I'm just sitting in the garden before writing an article. It's hard with a computer screen, but I try because it's such a beautiful day and you know, you don't want to then be sitting indoors all day. So it's right. definitely an ongoing um, process. It's not like you reach, um, 100% self-care tick done it. And now I can move on. Yeah. Um, well movement, you know, I'm, I'm being a dancer, mm -hmm. movement, momentum and magic is my business name and got to move that body. <laughs> First thing usually in the morning, get up and move it somehow, you know, and I have my whole morning rituals that I do and that, that really help, um, prepare my day for success, prepare me mm. for success to be, to have a fulfilling and satisfying day, you know, whether it's I've, I love that. And I find it so fascinating. It's so, it's so not in my comfort zone because I've always been, I guess my parents were sort of academic and I, even at university, I did um, rowing one year and I realized sitting there, you're, it's like a six minute race, just sitting there on the start line. I was at the front, like waiting, you're so shaky and like, ah, waiting for the gun to go. And then you have to start pulling. And it was so um, foreign to me because every, you know, sitting in the exam room and stuff with a pen and paper, I was sort of comfortable with that, but this sudden <laughs> physical thing. And even now I just, it is my go-to thing. I read books, I listen to podcasts, you know, the physical doesn't come naturally. I have just been up in the Lake District, which is in the north of England, walking this weekend. So lots of oh, movement in nature and fresh air. So I'm working on it definitely. But again, it doesn't, it's not sort of my go-to. I don't have really like a favorite sport. I'm certainly not a dancer, unfortunately, you know, so I don't have something like that that's um, a natural fit, but it's, uh, it's work in progress. Do you, um, do you ever go out dancing? I mean, like in a nightclub or? Gosh, it's been a long time. I feel like an old woman, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember the last time I was dancing. So. We're going to a festival in a few weeks with music, so, and that's outdoors in Switzerland, so hopefully we'll be doing some dancing oh, there. Fun. Super mm. fun. 
Oh, good. Um, and getting outside, I think, is also so important, sitting in the mm -hmm. garden. And, and I'm, I'm really lucky. I have a beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. garden. And right now here, uh, all my roses are blooming. And oh, beautiful. And I take my laptop outside and I write outside. And that's just like heaven, heaven. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I created that. I made that time for myself as an entrepreneur, right? And you have to create that and you have to make those choices every day. Yeah. yeah. And um, I get out and walk every day. I used to run and then I got a little bit of an injury, which I'm working, dealing mm. with right now. So I haven't been able to run, but I was addicted. I got addicted to running. It was so good. But now I power walk. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. It evolves, doesn't it? I love running too. And I do, I still do sort of, my sister and I do a 10K race every summer. Well, um, you said you don't get outside and move. And now well, you're... No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few weeks since I went running. I do more sort of indoor exercise just because it's easier. But no, I mean, but it does just, there's ups and downs. And like you said, unfortunately, you sometimes have injuries. I had a runner's knee, ironically, which is wow. ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, you know, I have clients who then have a really bad cold or flu and they get really frustrated. You know, you want to be healthy and that's just stopping your business is stopping you from doing all the things that, you know, feel good. When I have a migraine, I can't exercise. I can't go outside. I just have to lie in a dark room. So you just feel so frustrated. And that's where the self-compassion comes into it because you just have to say, you know what, yeah. there's nothing else I can do. I just have to get better enough to that. Then I can see how I can change things around to work better for me. But I think that's such a great self-compassion, hmm. self-compassion, because it's true. Uh, when we get sick or when I get sick, I want to get mad. Hmm. You know, like I'm a terrible sick person. Well, why are you sick? Maybe you need to rest, Paulette. Maybe you need to lie down. <laughs> Probably <easy. laughs> Like, oh, Okay. And then enjoy it, you know, and then allow yourself to be fully present in whatever you're doing. But, mm -hmm. but in that kind of situation, too, to be fully present and allow yourself to be um, pampered on if, if someone's mm -hmm. taking care of you, which is hard uh, sometimes for me. And <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. Uh, but I love that self-compassion. I think that's a, that's a really great great idea I'm gonna start thinking about it that way for a while um, well it's just otherwise it just becomes another thing on your to-do list so you know you just it just becomes another stress another burden you know I get annoyed with myself that I haven't exercised I haven't been outside and that's sort of counterproductive you're doing the exact opposite of what you're trying to um, to achieve there so I think it's just important to remember the bigger picture you know you're not gonna uh, suffer too much if you miss a couple of days of going outside or running whatever it is so I think that's why we have to be a bit more sort of um generous with our um or flexible I suppose with our goals good you hear that people <laughs> everybody out there what do you think about that mm. self-compassion that's good so Anna what um so you're you're a business coach and a business strategist do you work with individuals do you work with companies uh, yeah, so my coaching is with individuals. So I've been mainly doing one-on-one -on -one coaching in um, the last few years, but I launched a group program this year, which has been great because I've now got a membership site with, um, I love creating content. So constantly recording you, um, you know, audio, video, worksheets and things for everybody. And I've got now just a second cohort that's just started going through. So that's been really fun to have people in the, you know, in the same group, helping each other out um, and just being able to sort of point them in the direction because I had all these frameworks and models and things that I felt like I was often repeating and it's just really great to um, you know both for them but also for me in terms of how I run the business it just helps me reach more people um, with the limited time that I have so that's um, that's been really good excellent yeah I love that too I love working with groups I also do both one-on-one -on -one and group mm -hmm. 
And I love the uh, one-on-one is so great because you can get so intimate mm. and so direct. But And with groups, it's like everybody, every, it takes everyone to make the circle, right? Yeah. Important. Everybody has, has um, things to share or questions to ask or ideas or experiences. And it's just so great. No, absolutely. And you have ups and downs too. So if you know the beginning, everyone's really enthusiastic and then maybe someone pulls back a bit, but then a few others will keep the group going and vice versa. And it's just a nice way to sort of keep that momentum going and to support each other and to know that other people are going through similar things to you as well. Right. Awesome. And what do you see? What, what do you see for yourself in the near future? Ooh, Great question. (laughs) So many, so many ways to answer that. I mean, I want to keep doing what I'm doing for for a while. My life has been in flux and business. You know, I wasn't quite sure I was sort of pivoting. I was doing lots of different things. And now I really feel like I know what I'm doing. I know what I want to achieve. And now it's just a matter of the not so sexy art of actually doing it. So it's, you know, being consistent, showing up, writing stuff, um, you know, coaching and doing all the work that I'm doing so at the moment that's sort of a bit stable although I definitely have ambitions to you know reach more people to grow that and personally I'm looking to move in um, to a flat with my boyfriend so that's going to be a big change and I'm really excited about having a study space because as you can see I'm sort of just sitting in this not very exciting corner compared to your guitar haven over there so I'm <laughs> very excited about creating a study space where I can have a really good ergonomic desk with my computer and, and pretty quotes and all sorts so that's another thing I'm looking forward to as well oh, of course continuing with the finding a way to you know achieve these business goals and, and my ambitions and so on but still um still take time off and I have actually like I said I did a long weekend now we've had a full week of holiday with my um parents and my sister's family where I didn't open my computer once the whole week so you know Ooh, making big um big girl. leap forward there as well yeah that's awesome I actually just yesterday Sunday um I said, okay, I'm not going to look at the computer at all today. And I only mm. did like for about five minutes. I had to, you know, I had to mm-hmm. answer a couple of things, mm-hmm. but, but it was great. It was like, no, don't go there. Yeah. Like, just back off. Nothing, nothing's going to die. No one's going to die. <laughs> you know, business is going to be there on Monday. And it felt really good. Yes. I felt really yeah, 100%. I have to say my phone is always almost worse, obviously, because you have it always. So I've turned off the notifications on everything except WhatsApp. So WhatsApp is my family channel, but um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, I've turned off those little red circles because that's just too addictive. You pick it up and you see, oh, three people have written something, but I've got to check it right away. So that's been one thing. And I've also actually hired a marketing assistant um, recently. So that's going to be hopefully as I begin to sort of build a team, that's going to help me step back a little bit as well and sort of and do more of the big strategy and creative stuff and, and while the other stuff still gets done, even if I'm not necessarily sitting there on my computer, I think that's a big help as well. Nice. Good. Good. Well, I wish you great success with all of that. Thank any, you very much. Any last words of advice to our, our growing entrepreneur audience? Well, so many things, but I think repeating what we've said in terms of, you know, putting yourself first and not in a selfish way, but really thinking, what am I trying to create with this business? I talk about defining success for you. So reminding yourself, what is success? Is success for you that six-figure income and whatever it is, or is success for you um, feeling great, loving what you're doing, um, spending time with your loved ones, you know, those kinds of things. And if so, you know, you just have to remind yourself that when you're getting too much into the hustle and, um, and give yourself a bit of the break. And then also I have to say getting out, whether it's a run or a walk, 
power walk or whatever it is, just going away for the day, going down by the ocean. Um, it's such a great way to get that perspective, to take a break and, and to sort of come back reinvigorated. So I think sometimes it's a false economy, right? That we think we have to keep going. Um, but just taking even sort of half an hour out of that is going to help you get back into it and be more productive too. So that's, um, that's I guess, and, my final advice. Breathe there. deep. <laughs> right. Yeah, I tend not to breathe when I'm speaking. I realize <laughs> <laughs> my friend said that about a video. It's amazing, such a good video, but you didn't breathe once. Like, oh. <laughs> so that's definitely, I'll, I'll take that on board too. I heard it. Um, my my um, company is called One Step Outside. So I think that can mean so many different things and it's taken on a lot more meaning than it originally had. It comes from the quote, everything you ever wanted is one step outside your comfort zone. So I think there's an element of that growth and challenging yourself and trying new things, but there's also the one step. So it's not massive leaps. Um, you know, you don't have to quit your job and invest thousands in whatever it is. You know, it's all about little steps, um, taking those steps every day, being compassionate with yourself when you don't take that step one day and you just keep doing what you're doing and, and you'll get there in the end. But so hopefully that's a nice little message as well. Just find one step you can take today and that's going to create lots of momentum and, um, and build your confidence as well as you go about making whatever changes you're trying to make. Mm, I love that. I love that quote. Who, who, mm. who wrote Do you know, that? unfortunately, I don't know. And this, it's disputed and there's different versions of it. So I hope sort of copyright reasons, there's no problem because I've never found who actually said it, but someone very wise, I'm sure. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. It's so good. Mm. Great. Well, thank you for taking time to be with me today oh thanks so much for having it was such such a fun conversation i could chat to you for a lot longer so yeah, um, no, i so know much. that's the trouble with these but i like to keep them short so people can you know get it they get to see definitely you. and go out there and enjoy your life stop listening to us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but thank you it's really great to share your magic and your oh, thank you and your thanks for us i love what you're doing and um i hope this is an interesting conversation for people Absolutely. to listen to Thank you, thank you. And thank you everyone out there in Heart and Hustle land. Again, I am Paulette Reese denis uh, Movement, Momentum, and Magic. And I will also share all of Anna's uh, links down below. Um, so, you know, check out what she's doing, what she's up to, get on her list as well. And make sure you join up with my list too. <laughs> www.paulettereesedennis.com. And I thank you for being here. And now you go out and create your fabulous magic in the world. All right. Ciao. <laughs>